today? Doing well? Welcome to uh, Expansion Sunday here at Action Church, across all of our locations, otherwise known as one of our least attended worship services of the year. Everybody that doesn't want to give to Expansion Hour just stays home, and so we'll be here next week, right here next week, come to a Christmas service if you avoided this week. I get it, I get it. Uh, really one of my favorite Sundays uh, of the year uh, as we get to take a season and really just seek God about how we can be a part of uh, everything that he is doing in and, and through uh, the local church. And in fact, as I was preparing for this week and, and next week as well, I asked the team if I uh, could continue uh, the series we had in November. I really feel like it's, it's a similar theme, just this idea of living for eternity, of, of living for later, here today and, and gone tomorrow. We had this theme verse, so I'm going to continue that two-week series and just make it four, kind of bookend this season. Just teach us how short our lives really are, Psalm 90, so that we may be wise. And there is something happening in, in this earth that's going to last for forever that, that is our eternity. And I just want to ask the question today, are we investing in the, the right things? In now or in, it may be later. And what I want to talk about today is that the local church is the, the hope of the world. I'm a big believer in the local church, the body of Christ, the, the only thing that Jesus is returning for and I believe that our specific expression of action, church, I believe he has some new things for us. So I want to give you the, the goal for our expansion offering this year, what we have planned. And then I want to talk about, I really want to convince you today that not just Action Church, but the church really is the greatest investment in the world. Action Church was built off a vision from God and walking through the unique opportunities that he gave us, from Winter Springs High School to Haggerty High School to our property off of Airport Boulevard to uh, our Winter Springs property to South Orlando, all birthed out of vision, but it's never been a vision where God says, you, you're gonna do this. Everything that God's done through the vision of Action Church and our different seasons has kind of been similar to what happened with Jonathan and his armor bearer as they attack the army on the hill, where Jonathan says to his army, perhaps the Lord will fight for us. It's always been a perhaps the Lord type of moment. Like, I think it's God, I'm pretty sure it's God, perhaps it's God. Anybody else like me, you, you don't, I don't get the tangible, audible voice of God saying, like, do this. It's like, I think, I hope, I pray. There's been opportunities and then, and then there's, been, there's been vision opportunities, but in the middle, we talked about this week one, there always has to be a season of building margin. I believe as we get ready to celebrate our, our ninth anniversary, our ninth birthday in, in January and in, into our 10th year, I really believe we're entering into a season of preparation for the next opportunity. We talked about week one, to be very clear, at Action Church, our finances are, are transparent. Anybody that gives here has access to our profit and loss statement. We believe in transparency through our expansion team and through our board of trustees. We need our, our church to, to increase about 30% or about $250,000 a month in margin to walk into the future opportunities of our K-12 through school that we're dreaming about in our permanent location for our Oviedo location, who's been at Haggerty High School for almost six years now. We need about $250,000 in margin and about eight to $10 million uh, raised in the next three uh, expansion offerings. We look for land and buildings. God has opportunities for us. I believe we're in a season of preparing for those opportunities. What I wanna talk about as we start today is that everything is an investment. Everything in life is an investment. Come on, relationships are an investment. 
Some good, some bad. Come on, everything at your house that you have is an, is an investment. Some good, some bad. Everything that you've done in a stock market or real estate, it's, it's an investment. Come on, even your food choices is an investment. Come on, it's an investment in your health or you're in your detriment. It's, a, it's an investment in healthy living or a quick trip to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Fast food, everybody. Come on, fast food in and out in Jesus' name. Everything, everything is an investment. And the Bible calls the resources that we have to invest, specifically usually with our, our time, our, our gifts, and our, and our resources, it calls this investment seed, that we all have seeds to plant. And our job as Christians is to plant seeds in good soil, and then God produces the harvest. So I want to ask you today, what are you doing with the, the seeds or with the resources that God has give you, given you? And what soil are you planting in? Is it good soil or bad soil? Let me ask you this question. What is your return on the current investments of your time, your gifts, and your resources? Anytime that you're going to invest in something, whether it be a real estate portfolio, a business opportunity, a startup, you're going to ask some specific questions. One of those questions is, how is the investment going to be returned to me? What is the ROI or the return on investment? But I want to talk about a different terminology today, and it's E. ROI, what is the eternal return on investment? Because I'm not just worried about how my investment returns in this life. As believers, we should be more concerned or more focused on what is the eternal return on the investment that I am investing into my life, into the things of my life, and more importantly, into the things of God. Matthew chapter 13 in the NIV, it says, a farmer went out to, to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed, it fell on good soil where it produced a crop, 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him here, our job is to sow good seed in good soil. God makes it produce. But what I want to clarify today is that when we partner with God, we're not just giving to the church. In fact, if you think about it, you're just giving through the church to make a bigger impact. What I mean by that is we had our Christmas store yesterday, and it's my favorite event of the year. I was out here Friday and Saturday for about six or seven hours between the two, just seeing the, uh, the people we were helping, uh, meeting new people, uh, interacting with our, our team. And here's what I know. You and I could, mo could both make a difference this Christmas. You could find a neighbor, you could find somebody in your children's school, you could find somebody in your family, maybe even yourself. You could make a difference in somebody's life. You could provide Christmas. And you could make an impact. But there's no way by yourself that you could impact tens of thousands of lives with hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest and make an exponential impact. If you spent six hours trying to help somebody 
have a great Christmas or introduce them to Jesus, which we saw hundreds of people meet Jesus yesterday. Hundreds of parents and grandparents started a relationship with Jesus yesterday at our Christmas store. So it wasn't just about the kids' Christmas. It was about the kids' eternity and their generational impact because of our pastor sharing the gospel. But you could spend six hours and you could make a difference in the life of a family or a child. But there's no way that you could show up and spend the same six hours and make the same impact unless it was a part of something that was bigger than you. What we can do together, giving through the church, not just to the church. It's not just what happens in the four walls. It's not just what happens on Sunday. It's what happens Monday through Saturday throughout the week as we give through the local church to make a difference. And I'm just here to tell you today, my, my one job is not to make you happy today, not to tell you what you want to hear. My one job is to convince you today that there is no greater investment in the whole entire world than the local church. God created it, Jesus died for it, the Holy Spirit lives in it, and it's the only thing that Jesus is coming back for. He's coming back for the body of believers, the local church. Now, he's not coming back for this building. He's not coming back for a religious institution. He's coming back for a body of believers, a family of believers called the local church, and I just believe that the church is the hope of the world. Ephesians 1, I'm gonna read the message paraphrase today. I love how it brings it to life. It's the church, you see, it's not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and he acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. There's just no organization or no person that could do it alone. There's nothing like his church. And I want you to hear very clearly, we say it every time we talk about tithes and offerings and expansion. I'm not asking you for money today. I'm asking you to ask two questions. Ask God what your part will be, and then ask this question. This is a new one. Ask if the church is a good investment for your time and of your resources. Because I wanna talk about today how I think it's the best investment you could ever make. I'm gonna give you seven reasons today. A lot of these I found from Barna Research and from Pastor Rick Warren, seven reasons why I think the church is the hope of the world. I think it's the greatest organization, the greatest idea, the greatest movement in the history of mankind. Write this down. The church has the largest participation. The church has the largest participation. There is nothing bigger on planet Earth than the church. 14 million Jewish people walking the earth, 600 million Buddhists, 800 million Hindus, 1.4 billion Muslims, 2.3 billion Christians. It's got the largest participation. We have the largest team on planet Earth. For perspective, the church is bigger than the U.S. and Europe, bigger than China and India. And one Sunday, get this today, I get that a lot of you stayed home today because it's expansion Sunday, but in one Sunday, <laughs> in one Sunday, in America, the church attendance outnumbers every professional sporting event attendance for an entire year. It's the largest participation. It's the largest movement in the world. The church has the largest participation. Here's the second one. The church has the largest distribution. The church has the largest distribution. And if you think about it, it's the only true global organization in the world, the largest distribution, the widest distribution. We're bigger than the United Nations, the UN, 
speak more languages than the UN, and in more nations than the UN. Definitely invest our money better than the UN. <laughs> there's millions of villages in the world, millions, where there's no McDonald's, no Walmart, no Starbucks. There's nothing but a tiny little church. The church is everywhere. The government, this isn't a political statement, the government is not the solution to the world's problems. It's not big enough. It doesn't have the manpower. It doesn't have the resources. Hurricane Katrina years ago hit the New Orleans area. Remarkable humanitarian effort. Red Cross estimates 14,000 people volunteered for the Red Cross. 14,000. From a secular government institution, 14,000 people served. From the state of Texas, just the Southern Baptist Convention sent 23,000 men to serve. One denomination from one state from the church almost doubled the efforts that the world was willing to give. The church has the widest distribution. And it's not just in America, it's not just locally, but what we're doing, church, what you're doing around the world to distribute this message to distribute this love of Jesus is truly remarkable. I mean, we are truly all over the world with churches we partner with. We're in Honduras, we're in Peru, we're in Uganda. We are, I could list on and on and on the, the impact that you and I are making around the world. Through Children's Cup, we're adopting whole villages and feeding kids and caring for their medical needs and providing free school for them and getting them involved in the local church there. I don't know if you've traveled a lot, but the greatest gift that you can give a child in a developing country or underdeveloped country is Jesus, first and foremost. We know that. But the second thing is education because it's a way out. And so we're doing that to the tune of thousands of kids a year. In Uganda, we are taking care of so many kids through orphanages and schools, and Miracle Destiny schools. We built several dormitory, uh, dormitories and provide a curriculum, and their facility there is unbelievable. We just got a team back from touring it. It is, for that area, just world-class, state-of-the-art, and it's amazing, hundreds and thousands of kids being trained, all because of our faithful generosity. Mercy Child Care, Mercy Church, the orphanage there, the family home there, where we're, we're taking in orphans and we're caring for them, but all while trying to reconnect them to their closest family member, because we know the greatest shot they have is education, but getting back in a family unit, not being a product of the system. We've got Heal and Thrive Global, where we have got thousands and thousands of women Widows that have now been trained in hygiene and business in these co-ops and they've got their own self-sustaining businesses through microloans and they're, 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 they're providing for themselves and their kids so now their kids will not be a product of a broken system, they're a product of a healthy business and they'll have an opportunity. We've got pastors, check this out, that we bought bicycles for, about 30 or 40 of them. They travel to all these different co-ops and take care of these villages. It's one of those organized things you've ever seen. If our small groups in America could look like the small groups that they're doing in Africa, it's just the widest distribution. We're in China. We're in Iran with this new organization called World Compassion. And a part of our, big part of our offering this year is we're going to distribute 15,000 Bibles in Iran next year through this organization. Iran. That's not legal, by the way. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it, and some of you aren't going to like it. When the drug dealers from Iran traffic drugs into Afghanistan, they go back empty. 
This organization about 20 years ago said, hey, don't go back empty. Go back with some Bibles. We're using drug traffickers, drug smugglers to get Bibles back into Iran because they know the best ways back in. You're like, I don't like that. I don't care what you think about it. 15,000 people that are gonna get a Bible this year, 15,000 Christians in the underground church that are gonna get the word of God because somebody thought about being creative <laughs> and using a different method. It's the widest distribution. It's the greatest participation. Here's the next one, write this down, talking about the church. The church has the longest continuation. It's the longest running organization in the history of the world, doing good longer than anybody else on the planet. The first schools started by Christian missionaries. First hospitals started by Christian missionaries. Jesus came to not just reach through evangelism, but he was teaching, he was educating, he was healing. Like healthcare, Jesus started the church and it's indestructible. Think about what it will look like a thousand years from now. A lot of what we see as normal will no longer be here. There's a good chance this building won't be here. It wasn't built that good. There's a good chance Starbucks won't be on every corner. There's a good chance that something else will replace Amazon. Walmart may change. There's a good chance that the U.S. may not even look like what it looks like today. But guess what? If Jesus hasn't come back, guess what will still be here thriving all throughout the world? The church. You can't tell me it's not the best investment. You can't tell me it's not better than your 401k, your 403b, your Roth IRA, your kids sports, whatever you're doing in your life. You can't tell me that it's not the best investment when it's the only thing that's still going to be here as long as the earth exists. It's the longest continuation. If you're new here, when my voice gets like that, I'm expecting a pity clap at some point. I'm running out of breath. I'm in great shape for 38, but I am getting older. I only got so much cardio up here. When I start going sideways and my voice strains, it is a, it is a religious cue for you to clap. <laughs> That's so dumb, sorry. <laughs> Just the truth is, church, nothing man-made is gonna last forever. And so why do we spend all of our time and resources investing things that are not even gonna be here when we're gone? It's the longest continuation. Here's the next one, the church. The church has the fastest expansion. It's the fastest growing organization in the history of the world. Studies estimate Christianity is growing at an average of 66 million people per year, 180,000 per day. And just because TikTok people tell you that the church is falling apart doesn't mean that it's falling apart around the world. A few people, a few people tearing it down will not stop what God is doing. It's thriving around the world. It's thriving in the U.S. It's growing. Why? Because the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Let's give you some stats. The, the fastest expansions, the church in India right now, their auditorium has 38,000 seats. Their overflow has 12,000 seats. They do six services every Sunday. The average Action Church Center comes six times a year. Only I can teach on giving and make fun of you in the same weekend. It's just, but if the shoe fits, take it off and come more. Some of y'all gonna get that later. The shoe fits where, the, never mind, that was, that was 10 out of 10 comedy, and you gave it a five out of 10 response. And so I'm gonna go back. Seoul, South Korea, the largest Baptist church, get this, largest Methodist church, largest Presbyterian church, charismatic church, independent churches in the world. The church has the fastest expansion. What sets it apart is because the presence of God is there. It's not just an idea. It's not just a strategy. And for thousands of years, and 
different languages, different countries, different methods, different worship styles, different preaching styles, different outreach efforts. The church continues to grow at an exponential rate. Why? Because the presence of the living God is there. And the presence of the living God has been changing lives, healing relationships, restoring people, setting people free. It's got the fastest expansion. The first church in Acts, you remember, started with 120 people. Then it was 3,000, then it was 5,000, then it was 10,000 men, 30,000 people in a city of about 60,000 people. It has the fast expansion. But here's, here's where I want to make sure you get this. When I talk about the church growing, I'm not talking about Sunday attendance. If the only way in which we measure growth is how many people show up, we've missed it. How is the church growing in your own life, in your own business, in your own workplace, in your own school? The church should be expanding as much Monday through Saturday as it does on Sunday morning. It can't just be a place that Christians gather. We've actually got to leave these four walls and these auditoriums and our homes where you're worshiping today. We've got to go out and we've got to make a difference. We've got to allow, or, uh, allow God to use us, but make sure our community knows that we're here. If we stopped meeting Action Church, would the community notice? Right now, that answer would be yes. Pastor Eddie has 36 chaplain uniforms. He's a chaplain of every first responder of, in Central Florida. It's a fact. Look it up. He has to decide which uniform he wears each day. Am I Winter Springs? Am I Castleberry? Am I Seminole County? Am I a fireman or am I a police officer today? We've got location pastors meetings with mayors every week and commissioners. We're on boards for schools to hire their next principal and athletic director. They're saying, hey, pastor, can you send somebody? Can, can somebody from Max Church come? We're hiring a new principal. We would love the representation of the church. The church is being invited into every area of government and business and school. Why? Because the church can't just expand here. We will never, we will never reach a city from our auditoriums. but you're gonna run out of fuel if you don't come back and gather with other believers. And so don't make no mistake about it. The gathering of believers is foundational to our faith, but the growth can't stop here. It's the fastest expansion. We partner with so many great organizations and I could list them from, uh, I, I, I tried to list them last service and I failed too. We've got dozens. Talk to, to Tina here or, or Nick at our Reach Center at Sanford or one of your location pastors. There's so many from, from pregnancy centers to feeding the unsheltered to taking care of, uh, of, of kids that don't have a home to mentoring. We, we've, we got a list a mile away. You say, Pastor, I want to make a difference in the community. I promise we're either doing it or we'll empower you to start it because the expansion is not an option. If heaven, hell, reality, we've got to continue to grow, not just at Action Church, but through the local church in our communities, the fast expansion. Here's the next one. Write this down. The church has the simplest administration. The church has the simplest administration. Every member is a minister. You and I all have a part to play in the body of Christ. God made it simple. You ever been a part of an organization that had, had a complicated organizational structure? You got like 34 job descriptions, 20 SOPs. You don't know what anybody does or what you're supposed to do. Well, God knew we were stupid, so he made it real simple. <laughs> Use what I gave you for my glory. Make it more simple. Your, your job description, go. <laughs> your job description is to go. Your SOP is to use what God gave you to go. It's the simplest administration. 
that everyone has a part to play. This is not a consumer activity. This is not a spectator sport. We are the body of Christ. It takes all of us together moving in one direction in unity to make a difference. In every church where there's clear vision and people that catch that vision that are released and empowered to use their gifts, that church grows. And when the church grows, communities change. And God's system, his structure, his government of the church is not to spectate but to participate, to use whatever gifts you have for God's glory. And I mean anything. I mean, church, we're smuggling Bibles through drug dealers. That means there's no bad ideas. We will do anything short of sin. There's not drugs in the Bibles, to be clear. They're, they're empty. It's just a Bible. I'm gonna tell you something else, and then some people are probably gonna leave. We're also giving out liquid IV, the little packets with water, at all the local bars around UCF right now. Hundreds, hundreds of people are getting uh, uh, hydrated because they're dehydrated. If you're new to the drinking thing, when you drink too much, you get dehydrated. We gotta give you some hydration. Now get back in there, champ. No, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. We're just meeting a need, and you wouldn't believe the testimonies of prayer, of I don't wanna do this anymore, of why are you here? To reach people where they are, you gotta go to where you are. You can't reach people that are living in sin if you're never around them. Hey, church, everybody's not gonna come here. Sometimes we have to go there. Pastor Ray, we lost 17 denominational people in that last statement. They're like, I'm out of here. They're talking about drugs and alcohol. I'm leaving. Get your purse. We're not giving here. Too many of us stop being effective because we worship methods instead of the message. And we have an opinion about how the message gets out as opposed to just that the message does get out. We're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to talk to those type of people. You're not supposed to be friends with them. I don't read a New Testament where Jesus ran from people that were hurting. I read a New Testament, Jesus ran to people that were hurting. Church, simplest administration. Here's the next one, the church has the greatest future. We got the end of the book. We win. Now, are you gonna have some battles that you're gonna lose? Yes. Are you gonna carry those scars? Yes. But we know the outcome. And in this last season, I don't just lead Action Church. I'm a part of several businesses leading with, with my dad. as He's wrestling through some health issues. And if you were to tell me, as we go into an economic opportunity, a startup, a business, if you were to tell me what the outcome would be before I invested it would change the whole perspective. Like in everything we invest in, our time, our food choices, our kids, our businesses, everything that we invest in, we're investing based off of an expected return or a projection of what could be. What I'm telling you today when it comes to the local church, when it comes to the things of God, it has the greatest future. You already know what the return on investment is. So when it's not a projection, when it's not a guess, when it's not an idea, my question to believers in this room is what would keep you from investing in something that has a guaranteed outcome? Like where do we lose the, the faith or the courage to invest and to move and to 
change has the greatest future. And it's the only place, come on, catch this today, it's the only place that you'll find actual fulfillment. The things of God and building the kingdom of God are the only thing that will fulfill that, that void of purpose that you have in your life. I met so many great new friends yesterday, but talked to some old friends as well at the Christmas store, just serving, laughing, celebrating, praying with people. And several of them, I was like, hey, thank you so much for investing your time today. And they said, what are you thanking me for? This is the best investment of my week. Because we can spend our whole life building things for ourselves or for our kids or for the world, but there's just something about when you serve the things of God, it's the only thing that fulfills you. It's the greatest investment that you'll ever make. And it has the greatest future. And here's the last one, maybe the most important one. Come on, the church, the church has the greatest message. The greatest message. If you've ever been in sales before, but one of the keys to sales is the product, and we're just selling the best product. It's the, it's the answer that the world's looking for. It's the hope, and it's the peace, and it's the eternal perspective that you can only have if you have a relationship with Jesus. Because we can't solve the problems of loss, of addiction, of grief. We can't, we can't solve those problems on our own, but we can give them an access to a relationship to somebody that can. The reason that the church is the greatest investment is because we have the best product, the best message. That you and I don't get what we deserve. We get a gift called grace. Let me illustrate it this way. I want to take a moment and pause on Expansion Sunday. I want to talk to some people that need to hear this message today. We're going to give in just a moment. We're going to worship God with our giving, and we're going to go back into a song, but just for two, three, four, five minutes. I want to talk to those of you who are, have never met Jesus or are wrestling with your faith today. Maybe some stuff has happened. I don't know who that is at Winter Park and Sanford and South and Oviedo online, but I know there's dozens, if not hundreds of you in here. And I don't know who you are, where you come from, but I know for me, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy taking people out to dinner. Anybody love a good dinner? Some of you aren't raising your hand. It's not a, it's not like a charismatic thing. Like you're gonna be fine. Like you just do you like to eat? <laughs> like if I raise my hand, are they gonna like take money from me? No, I just I'm just trying to have a conversation. I love dinner. I love a nice night out, playing. Just I love a free dinner. If anybody wants to take me out, I love a free dinner. But. <laughs> I actually, I actually don't. I actually don't love a free dinner because then you're in control of what's ordered and I, and I always follow the person that's paying. If you know they're paying and they order a salad and a water, you're like, this is gonna be a terrible night. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't order a filet and a few apps if you're having like a side salad and a water. Like this just went from a great night to a really boring night. We're gonna leave here in 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I love ordering because you get what you want. You get apps and I love to order for everybody. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like get some apps and some entrees and desserts. We're planning out the whole night. I just love it. I just, I love, it's a hobby. I love to, to eat and I love to experience. You can tell. Uh, I, I also, 
uh, I also am notorious and actually uh, on probation now from Nelson Rivera, CFO. I, I never remember the receipt. Anybody else just always forget? Like you get your credit card statement and you're like, I think, yeah, I forgot it. Which ones? All of them. I'm 0 for nine years. <laughs> when you have a receipt, you can go back and be like, oh, yeah, I was there at that restaurant at that time. I ordered this and I was with those people. And if Nelson catches me fast enough the next month, I'm like, yeah, I think that was me. I think I was there. I think Eddie was there. Tyler was there. People from the church. Yeah, I think we had that. Yeah, that restaurant sounds familiar. But if she waits like three or four months, it's like, ah, must be fraudulent. I don't remember going there. <laughs> if she waits a year, I'm like, yeah, surely it wasn't me. <laughs> Think about this. When you have the receipt, you know what it costs. You have the itemized deductions. You have who was at the table, where you were at, date and time. I'm here to tell you today, we have the greatest message because God has paid for everything you've ever done and he's never kept a receipt. He doesn't have the date. He doesn't have the cost. He doesn't have the itemized deductions of what you did wrong. The Bible says that he casts our sin as far as the east is from the west, that he remembers it no more, that he has paid for everything, that he has sat down at the table of your mistakes and your sins and your shortcomings he has paid that tab in full. And when he got up, they said, sir, would you like a receipt? He says, no, I'm good because I don't need you to remember this because this person is no longer this person. They've been made new through a relationship with my son, Jesus. It's the greatest message. The Christmas store is not the goal. The Bible smuggling is not the goal. The serving the kids is not the goal. The goal is that they hear the greatest message that has ever been told that a man did for you what you could never do for yourself. And how in the world are we not investing and distributing that message. Before we give it away, in just a moment, before we sow our good seed into good soil, I wanna make sure that we are giving something away that we actually possess. And so I wanna give everybody in all of our tribes an opportunity to meet Jesus today, to receive all that he has done before you're a part of what he wants you to do in and through the local church. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes at every location. God, we love you. We thank you for your word today. Church, every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment. To be very specific, I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus, the perfect son of God, the second part of the Trinity, who lived a perfect life because you could not, died a sinner's death because you deserved it in your place. And his death on the cross gave you and I access to grace, mercy, salvation, forgiveness. His resurrection from the grave gave us access to victory, power over sin in the grave. Our job is to receive, to surrender control to him. If you want to do that today and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time ever, or today is more of a day of recommitment for you, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Come on, nobody looking around, just an opportunity with you and Jesus to, to make a change, to receive the gift of Jesus. That's you across all of our auditoriums. You raise your hand right where you are and say, I need a relationship with Jesus. Got you one, two, three, four. Hands up all over the floor. Five, six, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have eight or ten down here in the stadium. Got you. Sanford, South Orlando, Oviedo. Come on, I'm watching on your computer screen, on your TV, at home right now. You put your hands down. If you did raise your hand, would you pray this in your heart? As I prayed out loud, say this. Say, God, I love you. And God, I thank you for saving me. God, I do acknowledge that I'm a sinner. 
and I'm saved only by your grace. And I'm confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you are the Lord. And God, I give you that place, complete control. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody at Action Church said amen and amen. Can we celebrate those decisions real quick? Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna transition to a time of worship. We're gonna respond today in our expansion. Offer. We're gonna worship God with our giving. And every single one of us are gonna get out of our seats in just a moment, led by our pastors and leaders and our ushers. And one at a time, they're gonna come to your own. We're actually gonna get out of our seats, the old school church style. We're gonna worship God with our giving. Why? Because I believe every person at Action Church, if you call it home, this is an opportunity for you to play a part. If you're new here, don't feel any pressure. In fact, Gabby and I, are, we actually gave online uh, two weeks ago for expansion offerings, so I'm putting three empty envelopes in the buckets as it goes by. And so nobody knows, there's no obligation. I'm trying to get you out of your seat to, to give. Just drop an empty envelope in there, nobody will ever know the difference. I just wanted us to respond with a physical act of worship because I believe this is a powerful moment which we're sowing seed into into good soil. So we're gonna do that in just a moment. I wanna read one more verse to you and then we are going to worship God with our giving. Ephesians 2, it says this. It says, God is building a home. He's using us all. Irrespective of how we got here, thank God that he doesn't put pre-qualifiers on using people on how we got here and what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation, but get this church, now he's using you. He's fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. I'm gonna pray for our offering in just a moment, but I know based off of what I've studied, what I've seen, what I've learned, nothing's gonna stop the church. The church is the hope of the world. So our obedience, our, our place is not gonna stop what God is gonna do to the local church. I think the question that we're answering every time that we seek God in this season is what part will Action Church play in the global church? And I pray that God calls us to something that scares us and I pray that we are faithfully obedient to it. So I'd love for you to stand to your feet at every location. I'm gonna pray for our offering this year that God would use it, would bless it, would multiply it. And then I want you to spend the next few moments asking God and just being obedient to him. Would you pray with me? God, we love you. God, we thank you for this opportunity. God, never an obligation to return to you what you've so freely given to us. God, I pray that, that we would make a faithful investment today, not in an amount, not in an agenda, not an objective, but into what you're building. God, I pray that as a church, we'd steward it well the influence, the resources, the plans you have. God, I pray as individuals that we would, would steward our lives well, position ourselves in such a way that whenever we are asked by you or led by you, we'll be obedient with both our investment of our time, the gifts you've given us and our resources. God, I pray today as every person that gives, every single person from pastors and leaders down to brand new church members, God, I pray that you would bless them God, as they give to serve you and to serve others, God, I pray that you would bless their family, bless their business, bless their situations right now in Jesus' name. As they give so much, I pray that you would return it to them in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for all that we've been able to celebrate that you've done. But we stand here today thanking you, praising you, and worshiping you in advance for all the things you still have for us to be a part of. 
God, today and every single day forward, we give you the glory for everything you allow us to do together. It is in Jesus' name we pray. God, we worship you with our giving.